Orbjörnes. The Free Cheese and Hot Sauce Podcast. Nightingales. Buckies or bookies? And I'm just trying to do better than I use. Speaking of crows. It's a kind of shame that you really just can't describe. No thoughts, chaps, no thoughts. All right. All right. What's up, Bulls fans? This is your free cheese and hot sauce pregame show. Uh, This is Grant filling in for Chris as the host today. And I've got Zach with me. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, so Chris, uh, something came up, so it's just going to be us two today, so I'm going to try my hand at hosting for the first time, so you guys might have to I believe in you. I, th- I think you're going to rock this show out today. Yeah, Zach's been giving me lots of confidence, so for this game, it is on Sunday, December 14th, in Miami against the Heat at uh, 5 o'clock Central Standard Time. And this is a pretty different-looking Heat team than we're used to in the past, is it not? Yeah, they're not very good, are they? <laughs> they, I mean, it's it's a bummer for them. They started off the season pretty hot. They led the Eastern Conference through, like, 10 games, and they looked like they hadn't really lost a step without LeBron, and Bosch had kind of taken a step forward and asserted right. himself. Some people thought they were, like, looking better. Like, oh, well, maybe LeBron was, like, bringing them down, man. You know, Dwayne Wade's looking hot right now. Chris Bosh is probably going to be an all-star this year. And then just lately they've been looking so blah. They're they're hard to watch, you know? Yeah, they, I mean, Spolstra, it just does not seem like he's been able to kind of get, the, get this team figured out, especially – uh, on the offensive end of the floor. I mean, Bosch has looked, honestly, back like Toronto Bosch, when, and he's added a lot of shooting to his game, but unfortunately, him alone is not enough, similar to the Toronto days. Yeah, Bosch is looking great. Luol Deng, who, I mean, has so much history with the Bulls, and a lot of people are really mad that he's he's signed with the Heat, which they really shouldn't be, but... He's been looking pretty good, and um, you know you could say all you want about how he's replaced LeBron and how he's never going to live up to that that sort of expectation. But he's been really solid. I feel like the reason why the Heat have been falling off so much is because their backup squad is just terrible, just terrible. Yeah. So coming off the bench, uh, it looks the kind of averaging the most minutes, kind of their six men are Sean Williams, which honestly, until I really looked at this lineup, I didn't know too much about, didn't really know he was on the heat, but he is kind of their sixth man. And then Shabazz Napier, their rookie is getting a lot of minutes, but neither one of them is been too effective. Shabazz has looked okay, and it's still funny that Shabazz is on the Heat after they basically drafted him for LeBron to try to get LeBron to to stay there because LeBron said, oh, well, the Shabazz guy's pretty good, and uh, he has been looking pretty good. It looks like LeBron was, was kind of right about that one. Yeah, I think they were operating under the impression that Le- LeBron was going to be back, so Mario Chalmers probably would not have been returning, and Norris Cole could have even been shipped away for maybe some for cap space or something e- other. Exactly, and both those guys are terrible right now. Chalmers is just absolute crap right now. Yeah, he is shooting 31% from three and 44% from the field, averaging 13 points a game in, in 30 minutes, which... 
I mean, it, it, he's just not benefiting at all from the little, losing LeBron. Obviously, the, I think it's the spacing's not there. I think a lot of his percentages where he was getting a lot of open looks because there was such little attention paid to him. But uh, let's quickly run through the starting lineups before before we forget about that one. Sweet. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so the Bulls, I, we're operating under the assumption Joakim Noah will be sitting another game coming off the ankle uh, ankle injuries the last couple games. Uh, I think he's had two in a row now. And, I mean, I, for one, am a fan of him sitting out a little bit more. We're still before Christmas, and he, you could tell he still wasn't right from the knee, so I hope he does sit out another one. No there's no reason to rush him back. Yeah, exactly. And we just have such a stacked front court that everybody wants to see those guys play. Even Cameron Bearstow, who's been a little bit, you know, let's just call him rookie-ish. Um, he's, he's been exciting to watch. Uh, Miritich has just been so good. He, he's just... Miritich is, like, the the reason why I'm I'm looking forward to the next five six years of the bulls he's just the future along with jimmy taj and i know somebody wrote an article about how we can't quite keep all of them over the next few years but i I just really want to see taj and miritich just eat up all those minutes and really develop yeah but so uh probably starting for the bulls will be uh derek uh jimmy and then uh, Dunleavy and stepping in for Joakim will be Taj and then Pau, which I think uh, against the, the Heat starters who will be Luol Deng, Josh McRoberts, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and Norris Cole. I mean, I think there's no real loss with uh, sitting Joakim. McRoberts, I mean, he isn't kind of an overpowering guy. I think uh, either Taj or Pau could, could cover him. Pau probably have a a rougher time because McRoberts doesn't spend as much time near the basket. But between Taj and Powell, they should easily be able to match up with McRoberts and Bosch. And I mean, if the only person that ends up beating us is Chris Bosch, kind of how the Miami Pete play, I think the Bulls, Bulls should be okay. Yeah, and then what about Dwayne Wade? That's true. He is having, a, I mean, he's got uh, averaging, I think, 21 points a game, three and a half rebounds, and almost six assists. He's having, he's having a good season, but... I think the like you were mentioning before the show, he he's sitting a lot of the time, which is good for him. But you kind of don't really know exactly what Dwayne Wade you're going to get at this point because he did he was sick earlier in the week and wasn't supposed to play. But then he played on the Friday game against the Jazz and had a great night. But you have to wonder when something like that is going to take a toll on his body if he's not sitting out this game. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's been looking really good this season, though. Like coming back to form, how he was back when uh, was oh seven when they actually won the the finals, and it, it's surprising that he seems like he he is playing better without LeBron. Without of all the guys, I know a lot of people say Bosch is looking better than ever, but I think Dwayne Wade just a, after LeBron left has has looked a lot more confident, knows what he's doing, and just takes that ball and shoots it or you know distributes it in a way that that makes his team better but he's not playing enough you know yeah i mean he's gonna have to it's kind of the similar thing people are saying about Derek. he's gonna have to string some games together but at the same time Dwayne wade is much older and he's probably benefiting 
he he needs the rest. It's getting the how Pop does with Spurs and how the big the big three on the Spurs just simply need rest at this point in their careers. I think Dwayne Wade just needs rest. And I mean, I I look for towards the end of the season him him to be okay. It's not this isn't kind of a set of injuries. I call it more of he just needs rest and he needs to be fresh come come the spring and summer when they're playing and hopefully and trying to you know make another deep playoff run. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, because besides the fact the Heat have aren't aren't looking that great, they are going to make the playoffs. The, the The East Conference is so crappy that even a team like the Heat, who you know looking a little mediocre and hard to watch, they're going to get at least like the seventh seed. Yeah, I mean, right now they are the seventh seed at eleven and twelve, and Brooklyn is nine and twelve in the AC behind them, and there's just it would be very surprising if uh, a different team could really kind of get get it together and string games together and win enough to overtake a team with, you know, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. And even the other pieces on that team, Josh McRoberts is a good player. And Mario Chalmers, Norris Cole are, are players that have been there. And right now they're missing Birdman, which, I mean, he, he's not the best player, but he brings a lot of energy and he's got the playoff and championship experience now. So it, it's going to be hard for a lot of other teams in the East that are younger and less experienced to kind of win when it really matters in the spring, whereas Miami should be able to get just enough wins to, to make it into the playoffs. But what uh, do you have a, any key matchups for this game? Um, I think uh, Bosch against just our, our front court in general uh, is going to be a big matchup. I want to see uh, Powell and Taj just completely take over. Um, I don't think they – they will. I, I think Bosch is going to have its way with them uh, for quite a few plays. But I think um, Bosch is going to be the only good part of, of the Heat's offense and, and their defense uh, for that matter as well. So I think the Bulls are going to come up on top, but it's going to be Bosch. If we can't take care of Bosch, it's going to be a hard time. Yeah. Do you think we're going to for sure be seeing Jimmy Butler against Dwayne Wade? Yeah, uh, well, they, they, because the Heat have been so crappy in the point guard position, you know, D-Wade hasn't been playing the two very much. He's been, he's been mostly playing the, the one, and then, you know, you got people like Chalmers and Cole who are trying to play the two or, or whatever they're, they're being played at, and they can't quite adapt. So I'd be surprised if, if the Heat um, didn't put him at the two just because – they be Chalmers and Cole. Pretty much anyone on the Heat is going to be completely useless against Butler. Oh yeah, um, I I agree with that. I mean, I think regardless of where Dwayne Wade's playing, Jimmy Butler is going to be matched up against him. And I think between Jimmy Butler neutralizing Dwayne Wade and Taj Gibson neutralizing Chris Bosh, if it's going to be Josh McRoberts, Luol Deng, and like Mario Chalmers slash. Sean Williams trying to beat you. I think the rest of our guys can easily uh, easily handle that. But I'm going to say I think my key to the game is going to be Derrick Rose because I look for him to to match up against someone like Norris Cole. And right now, like now, you can't drop Dwayne Wade onto Derrick Rose to try to cover him, kind of like LeBron almost used to, because that energy needs to be spent uh, guarding Jimmy Butler. So I look for Derrick Rose to use and abuse the likes of Norris Cole and Mario Chalmers. 
and especially Mario Chalmers. Right now they have Norris Cole slated in the starting lineup, but I'm sure Derek Rose will get his fair shot at Chalmers, and I think he still holds a lot of resentment against that man who took an NCAA championship away from him, and then he has now watched Chalmers win a pair of NBA championships. So I think this is one of those games Derek Rose looks forward to and uh, and will show up for. Yeah, I totally didn't think of that rivalry. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose has looked just incredible the last you know two or three games, especially against the Trailblazers, where he got a season high in points, over thirty, I believe. And he's you know, I hate to use the cliche, he's looking like his old self. I can't believe it. Yeah, he he really is, and he's he's driving driving the basket. I think he only took like one three attempt uh, on on Friday. He's just been looking great, and I think he's gonna dominate against Chalmers and Cole, and just, just make just make a message out there, basically, and just saying like, hey. I'm back, and I'm in the MVP race right now. We're the top team in the East. Good luck. Yeah, so I think for my keys to the game, I'm looking at actually kind of some basic big stacks between the two teams now, and I'm noticing, one, the Heat are 30th in the NBA in rebounds per game, and they... <laughs> And offensively, they are they have the 23rd points per game. So I look for the Bulls, kind of resurgent rebounding. They've got that fixed. I think believe they're eighth now, and their offense to just kind of go at the Miami Heat because they're really having a hard time stopping anybody. And if you look at who's rebounding the ball, McRoberts has never been a great rebounder. Yeah, he he gets he gets some, but he's not attacking the boards. And, and then Chris Bosh is. Again, he he's going to get his rebounds, but he's kind of their biggest rebounder. And Dang will get some, but I mean, if those three are your uh, kind of biggest rebounders on the team, I can understand why they're thirtieth. So I look for the Bulls and specifically Taj and Pow just to absolutely abuse the boards. Yeah, Taj is going to have a field day out there. Like I'm calling it now, Taj is going to get a double double, and it's going to be a huge number of rebounds, like 13, 14, 15 rebounds. I can definitely see that happening. But so, I mean, I think you can probably guess how we're going to predict, but what? Uh, how do you think this game's going to go? Who's going to win? What's going to be the score? And who is your bull of the game? This is going to be a domination. This is going to be the Bulls making a statement. This is going to... I, I, the last year, the, everybody thought the Heat was going to be the, the team to beat. Now they're not so much. And it won't mean as much to completely smack them to the ground. But we're going to do that anyway. Derrick Rose is going to be the bull of the game. He's going to come back out. He's going to score 36 points, I think. <laughs> I'm going to be specific with that. And he's just going to he's going to like an all-star star there. And I think this final score is going to be 101 for the Big Macs. And uh, let's go 89 with Heat. I, I, think, I think this is going to be a good one for the Bulls. Yeah, okay. I, I agree with most things. I probably would have picked Derrick Rose as well as the Bull game, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up picking, picking somebody else just for the sake of discussion here. But for, I mean, obviously, I think the Bulls are going to win. 
I think they're going to again, like you said, break a hundred points. I think it's gonna they're gonna have a hundred and eight points continuing. I think it'll be that'll be either the third or the fourth game, I think, in a row that they'll get over a hundred points, obviously, if that happens. And yeah, I look for I'll go one oh eight, ninety ninety three, Bulls win. Bull of the game, I am going to kind of go off your uh Taj Gibson rebounding. I'm gonna say Taj Gibson puts up at a double double. I was gonna say at least a double double, but I don't know if I'm gonna tease a triple double with him this so i'm just gonna go for sure double double but yeah i look for him to have like you know 29 and 15 some big stat line and at least you know three highlight highlight plays from him he's gonna get a triple double but it's not because of assists he's gonna get 10 blocks 10 you know 14 rebounds and 40 points calling it right now Okay, that that's a little lofty stat line, but at the same time, not not Homer at all. I swear to God. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this against a team like the Heat, ten blocks isn't outrageous because I mean they don't, especially with with Taj against this team. I don't know. I that's not absolutely outrageous, but it's still pretty outrageous. However, if it happens, we can just pretend like you know we knew it was going to happen. If it does happen, this podcast is gonna it's gonna blow up. We're gonna be like, dude, this guy, this podcast has a legit psychic on it right now. Yeah, we can, yeah. Then uh, start gambling and giving great advice. But um, okay, so let's see. We've got to plug some things. Yeah, so you can uh, if you want to listen to us more. There we have a weekly podcast that you can find on iTunes, and if you do that. Please rate us. Hopefully that would be a good rating. Uh, ratings really, really help. You just have to click basically five stars, preferably. And uh, it really, really helps us. You can also go to the blog, freezeseasonhotsauce.com, and you can see great articles written by the likes of me. Actually, I have a... Yeah, I, I read that latest one, the, the 10 things to look for in the Chicago Bulls, right? Yep, yep, 10 takeaways from the first uh, quarter of the season. I, I like that a lot. I, I really like the the last part that the you you mentioned that the Bulls don't need Derrick Rose necessarily in order to to win. Yep. I thought that was I thought that was a very interesting point. Yeah, I mean, obviously you, you'd like Derrick Rose, but I do make the argument that because of the way this team is set up and and how vastly improved it is in every facet of the game, and with Aaron Brooks's production. I mean, I think this this team could make a very deep playoff run without Derek. But for the rest of the stuff, you guys can go to the blog, check that out. And then if you go to freegeesandhotsauce.com slash bread, you can find a way to support us if you like us that much. And uh, as always, you can go to reddit.com slash r slash Chicago Bulls to find all of our material and you find this uh pregame in the game thread and you can interact with us ask questions we appreciate we appreciate any comments feedback uh let us know and uh yeah i think that does it for the miami heat preview yep that's about it all right so drive home safely internet beep beep